welcome to the Saddle Cartel Podcast. We're going to talk tips, tricks, tactics, and saddle hunting scenarios with our staff from across the country, members of our Facebook page, manufacturers in the industry, and we'll probably get into a few campfire stories along the way. Enjoy the ride. Let's get into it. So welcome back to the Saddle Cartel Podcast. Today's guest I've been following for some time and I'm very excited to have on today. Um, he's a prime example of driving determination equaling success. Um, Tyler, how you doing today? Really good. Thank you for having me on, Chris. Oh, not a problem. Uh, yeah, I've been following you for some time and I don't think anyone can say that uh, the whole, uh, well, that must be nice because you work for everything you got and it definitely shows. I mean, I see all your stuff that you put on and you definitely you are out there. You you work hard for what you got. So I think it's great for to have you on and give a little bit of your story. I appreciate it, man. It means a lot. And uh, frankly, it's not even about the successes for me. It's more so about just being a grinder and just working really, really hard, you know, no matter what your success is, because at the end of the day, I feel like if you're just working hard and you're trying to accomplish a goal and, and do it for the love and the passion, I feel like that's the ultimate success. So, so I appreciate you even, even saying that it means a lot to me and um, that's, uh, that's awesome. But yeah. I, the, go your ahead, hunting seasons, I kind of look at that. You're like a, uh, a, if hunting's the sport that you're training all year round, that's how I see it. Yeah, you know, I didn't get into hunting until later in life, and we'll dive into that. I mean, I feel like I feel like I'm on repeat all the time telling that story, but I know this is for a different audience. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I get started into hunting later in life, and I just feel that you know, I just man, I've sacrificed a lot these last few years um, just to try to become successful at this you know, this really, this passion, uh, you know, it's, it hasn't come easy. I've sacrificed a lot, whether it, you know, you know, going out with friends or, you know, doing a lot of things that I used to do on my, t- on my downtime. Now I feel like all my downtime is geared towards the woods and that's, you know, when I'm not with my family or, or at work, which, which, <laughs> which I also do a lot as well. So it's a big balancing act. Um, so sacrificing a lot of things has, um, definitely been something that has helped gear me in the right you know gear me in the right direction of success um but you know to be successful at something you truly love um you know unfortunately you do have to let go of some things that may hold you down in the process yeah i totally agree um so why don't we just dive right into it why don't you uh tell our audience who you are what you do and then kind of how how you got into hunting yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Tyler Forbes. Um, I live in Massachusetts, uh, 34 years old. I didn't get into hunting until really when I was 29 years old. And I've always been into the outdoors um, throughout my entire life, uh, whether it be fishing or going on hikes or skiing, playing sports. Um, I played sports all through high school uh, and, and collegiately playing baseball. And I never knew my dad uh, growing up. Um, I just never, I never had the opportunity to meet my father growing up. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a crappy circumstance. I was kind of held from him my entire life and and lied to quite a bit um, to think that he wanted nothing to do with me when in fact he wanted everything to do with me. He was just shielding, shielded from me. So 
my wife, Rihanna, uh, we've been together since we were 16 years old. And um, one day when I was 29 years old, she said, you know what, you need to you need to try to get your dad in your life. You know, I was going through a rough time in my life at that point. And, um, you know, she saw it as well. There's nobody that knows me better than her uh, being together forever, really. And um, I decided to send my dad a letter. Um, and people say, oh, well, how'd you know where he lived? You know, he lives in Massachusetts. I'm, I'm also a police sergeant um, out here in Massachusetts as well. So I knew exactly where, you know, where he was. And and um, I wrote a letter and it was probably the scariest thing of my life. But I wrote a letter. Um, we had just had my my son was my son, Becca, was turning a year old. And um, I ended up writing a letter to my dad. And um, we, we got, you know, I left my email address and we got an email back like three days later, um, wanting to meet and, and all this. And, um, like a month later, me and my wife and my son, um, we went and met my dad for the very first time in my life at the age of 29. Um, and boy, um, it was probably the scariest thing in my life. Now I've, I've been in every type of situation you can think of being a police officer and whatnot. And, um, this was definitely by far the most scary, uh, but it turned out amazing. Me and my dad, finally connected we're best friends and i owe a lot of my success and just my ability to be in the woods and become an outdoorsman to my dad he's an active outdoorsman a hunter a commercial fisherman and uh, a trapper and a coon hunter and all all this stuff and i never had the opportunity to see that with my own two eyes until late you know until later in life and um you know there are days where i regret it but there are days, you know, there are most days I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity to have met him. And he's such a great grandfather and a, you know, a father-in-law to my wife and a dad to me. And that's how I got into hunting, man. And, and from there, it's just been skyrocketed. And a lot of people will say, um, I just want to get this off my chest. A lot of people say, you know, why do you film? You know, why do you do this? You know, are you trying to show off? Are you trying to do this? Like, you know, are you in it for the likes? Are you in it for just, you know? The, the notoriety and all this, like, I want to make this very clear. If people like to to watch what I film and what I put out there on Instagram and in YouTube and whatnot, then that's great. But at the end of the day, I'm doing this for my own archive. And one of the things that really keeps me driven in doing this is I get to share it with my dad and my son, but also my dad missed so many important things in my life growing up. He missed the graduating high school he missed me playing sports and he was a big athlete too he missed me graduating college getting married having my first son um he's missed an a, a ton of my life and i film for the sole purpose that me and him can go sit on the couch and watch these adventures that i have in the woods and and, and it's a little bit of me being able to showcase how hard I work and how much passion I have for the outdoors. And, and it gives him the ability to actually be able to watch me do it because he wasn't able to watch me play football or baseball or become a police officer or, you know, go to the gym every day when I was younger. Like he, he, he never got to see that that was stripped from him and it was stripped from me. So I want to make sure people realize like, you don't have to like what I do. You don't have to follow what I do. I don't really care if you do great. But at the end of the day, it's for me and my family. But that's how I got yeah. in the hunt, man. And following you, it's a, a majority of your clips and stuff that I I watch. It's you with your family. You're out there with your dad, or your wife, your kids. It's not just 
you showcasing you. It's you, it's your you and your family. It's your whole endeavor. Yeah, um, we spend a, a, a big part of our our time together um, in the outdoors, whether it's going on hikes, um, going skiing during the winter. I mean, we are always in the woods. I mean, my son's going to be six years old. He's been shooting a bow since he was like two and a half. My daughter's slowly getting into the outdoors and whatnot. We love going on, you know, we love shed hunting. We love going to our family property. Um, it's just something that it means a lot to me because I really wish I had that growing up. Um, you know, and, you know, we're dealt, we're dealt, we're dealt certain cards in our lives and it, it's how we react to those cards and, and the moves we make. So, um, like if I work as hard as I can and, and I truly love and have a passion for what I have a passion for, um, you know, success should be not easy to come by, but it definitely uh, is in my favor. It's also more rewarding when you have to work for it. There's no, uh, there's nothing happened by chance or yeah, you shot something and it was just pure luck and it, your drive and determination is like, you can see it watching your clips that, you're out there. You're you're making it happen. You're not just letting whatever happens happens at the end of the year. Yeah, and I think you know, I I think um, you know, filming in general and and putting everything out there for the public to see it it opens doors up for negativity and you know and jealousy and people being bitter about what you do and your success because. You know, being so young in this industry and, and having the success I've had, you have people that have been in this industry for quite some time and um, they're very bitter about the success I have and they automatically jump to conclusions and assumptions that I'm doing things wrong. You know, I've heard this one individual, you know, his nickname for me is King Corn because apparently I bait, even though I film everything and I work my tail off. But, you know, that is what you open yourself up to. And I think... Um, if you just use that as motivation, which I do, uh, I, I do. And, and I'm the first one to call out haters too. And because they need to be, they need to be put in their place sometimes as well. But I just love this stuff, man. I, I mean, I, I feel like if people are talking about you, whether it's positive, you know, positively or negatively, I mean, you're doing the right thing and, and you're working hard and your successes. And the only thing that should really matter to you as an individual is what you know. And only you know the truth about how hard you work and the motivation you put, you know, the motivation and inspiration you put into your things and your passions. And and I just try to outwork myself every day. I, I, I have nobody that I'm challenging at all but myself. If I can outbeat myself every day, then I'm getting better every day. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see how you could get the negativity, especially, I mean, you should, you've shot bigger bucks than I've I've, I mean, I've been in this for over 20 years and just you've had the opportunity, but you've made those for you. Um, I was never as driven in the outdoors as I am now. Um, I was very laxidacious in how I was doing things. I did it by myself. I didn't care what people cared. I didn't video anything. Um, I didn't talk to people. I didn't watch video. And now being completely submerged in this, it's like there's a lot of information and just watching your growth in the short amount of time is absolutely amazing to me. Yeah. And, and that's where it just goes back down to, to sacrifices. I mean, um, I can't tell you how many times I've said, you know, no to buddies want to go to a bar for a drink or, you know, come on over, let's watch a, a football game or, um, Hey, do you want to go to the gun club or, or whatever it may be? And, um, 
you know, I just, I can't see myself saying yes. Cause I'd rather be in the woods any chance I get. I, it just, it's, it, it I, I love it, man. Like I, I, I love it. I treat it like it's a job, but it's a job that I absolutely love, you know, so much. Um, I just, I, it's it, a lot of sacrifice has been given to become successful. And, um, you know, it's, it, it does not come easy for me. You know, killing deer does not come easy for me. I, I put a, an extreme amount of effort and, and heart into it. And, um, you know, everyone sees the successes, but they don't see all the times you sat in that stand, you know, sat in stands or move stands or, um, you know, stayed up late looking at topo maps and whatnot and, and was unsuccessful in a lot of sense. Like I don't see deer every time. Um, you know, I, I just don't, but I put in a lot of time in the stand and, and I put a lot of time in the woods to try to put myself in those positions to be successful. Yeah. I mean, for the people that you hear like, Oh, it must be nice. I, I don't think that they have the drive to make it happen. They're hopeful that things will happen or think things are going to happen, but they're not making it happen and, and getting out there like you are and spending every minute you can with your family in the woods and, and setting yourself up for what like already seeing you out there shed hunting and stuff you're already setting yourself up for this season which is months and months away and you you yeah. do, you get a lot so it's it's kind of a, a yin and yang on that but if you're not putting it in you really can't complain that you're not getting rewarded for or having the success for not putting anything into it right and i mean there's there's a lot of people that say they put a lot of effort into it, but they're not starting until like August and, you know, and, and Hey, listen, there's, there is nothing wrong with what works for certain individuals. For me, I'm a person where I have to keep motivated and keep doing the same thing and have the same drive every single day to get to that success. I, I don't have the luxury of just going to scout in August and being successful come October, November. I don't, that just doesn't work for, for my personality. It doesn't work for me. And also being in that beginner realm of hunting, being in the outdoors as often as I can, it's it like, I'm trying to make up for lost time that I did not have as a kid. Like I wasn't in the woods learning from dad. I wasn't in the woods, you know, you know, chasing a bunch of spike horns or small bucks throughout my younger years. It just, it, I didn't have that opportunity. So I see myself now trying to catch up and, and stay afloat and, and stay successful. And now I've just gotten to the point where I just, I am so, so in love with the game of chess and trying to chase after mature bucks. I just, um, you know, it's just, it's something I truly, um, I work at day in, day out. And uh, you can ask my wife how much time and effort I put into this and how much I've sacrificed and, you know, um, and how much I'm away from, from the home when, when I have time to be away from the home. And, um, you know, you need that supporting cast to, to be able to do it. Um, you really truly do. And, and I'm just, I'm just blessed and thankful that my kids love the outdoors and, and, and love what daddy does. And, you know, my wife is super supportive. There may be some days where she's like, dude, you are crazy, but she gets it. And, um, you know, I've gone a lot, I've gone through a lot of things in my life and, um, I've just finally been able to find that outlet and that, that passion to decompress. And, um, I just, I love it. You know, I really, I really do love it. Yeah. I think everyone finds a little something different in themselves when they're in the woods. I mean, it can be a, a very good reset, um, a, you know, a good reality check. And it definitely, 
definitely challenges you mentally and physically more than I think people that don't hunt don't understand what it's like to be out in the woods when it's freezing cold and you're freezing, but you still mentally hang on for hours in that situation in hopes that something is going to happen and that not happening that you're not like, Oh, I wish I'd gone home a long time ago. It's, it wouldn't have, you don't know unless you're there and you put yourself in a lot of situations that you're really trying mentally and physically to hang on and to stay in that good, um, good headspace that you're not bringing yourself down that you're not, well, I'm not going to go today. It's too cold. Or I, I think <laughs> people that aren't in our situations or out, don't understand that um but yeah it is very trying you oh i think i think so i think you're totally i want a little yeah i want to get a little bit in uh how last year went for you and then we can uh continue on from there i know that i was following you or you weren't just massachusetts you were (laughs) you were bouncing around a little bit yeah so this past season in uh 2023 i wanted to kind of just expand a little bit into different states and whatnot and and try to try to find success um you know massachusetts will always be where i prioritize my scouting and and um you know really chasing after certain targeted bucks um but i i I ventured out to new hampshire this year and rhode island um you know, hunted a lot of public land this year opposed to private land, which I mostly have hunted, you know, most of the 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 younger years of my, my hunting career so far. Um, but I expanded that. Um, found it to be difficult at times. Um, I was always in the right, you know, areas, w- whether it was, you know, looking at topo maps, finding sign from scrapes to rubs to food and water sources and, and, and all things like that. I mean, I feel like once you have the knack of finding sign and, and, and look, you know, looking at topo maps and figuring out good ideas where to be, whether it's, you know, in funnels and, and things like that or near close to bedding, I feel like success definitely, um, the odds of success go up. Um, but just like I found this year patterning deer was in the big was just so different. Um, you know, it's just so hard. It's, it's, it's something that, um, I actually found myself getting addicted to because once I see a challenge, I'm like, all right, I got to try to figure this challenge out. Um, and, and I was fortunate enough to um, tag out in Massachusetts fairly early. Um, I believe by like November 14th, I was already tagged out of buck tags. Um, yeah. Very good bucks. Um, two of them were shooter bucks. They were target, they were target bucks um, that I was able to harvest. Uh, they were not my number one, my number two, my number three, but they were number my, they were my number four and five, and I was just super blessed to be able to even get an opportunity at those deer. It was just out of this world, and um, it was just really grateful. And then um, this one week, man, I'm telling you, I think it was the week of November 10th. I got a doe, um, like on a Tuesday. I went out hunting on a Wednesday. I shot my second mass buck. And then I went out on that Friday, that same week. And I, and I connected with my first out of state buck in Rhode Island, man. It was just a wild week for me. Um, it was crazy. It was like, you know, the stars aligned, but nice buck too. Yeah. He was a really nice buck, really nice eight pointer, had a beautiful, uh, 
you know, wormhole on the left side, just a lot of great character, uh, big bodied buck. Um, it was definitely, um, just a blessed year. It really truly was. And, you know, I, 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 I grinded and I put a lot of time in and, um, it was great, but this upcoming season, I'm definitely going to, you know, uh, dive into that public land a lot more and, and really try to, uh, get on something even bigger out of state. I can definitely, uh, feel for you for the the bigger woods um when you when you can't figure something out it, it can be very uh irritating not knowing what piece you, puzzle piece you're missing on these bigger woods and trying to figure that out it, it can be trying oh totally man like especially new hampshire for me i just um i was always in here like and I, I took a doe in new hampshire i was fortunate enough to take a doe in new hampshire with my with my bow um so i was able to kill a deer in three states um, I saw plenty of smaller bucks, um, you know, some spikes, some forks, some sixes. I just, it just, it, I didn't see anything that I wanted to, um, harvest, especially with long drags being in public land in New Hampshire. I mean, we're, t- we're talking like two and a half, three miles in and, um, it was just kind of crazy to, uh, you know, shoot a smaller buck and have to drag that far. I was hoping for something bigger and better, but I never got that opportunity and that's okay. I I learned a lot. And I think that's the most valuable thing is, is just learning every day, learning something new every day. And, um, you know, I, I I already feel like I know a lot more. Definitely a progression. Like as, as the pieces start fitting that things that you were really looking for now, you just, you, you see things a little bit different the more you learn. Um, things that you wouldn't have noticed before, now they're standing out. Uh, I get that. Now, can you tell us a little bit about your hunting setup and, and what you're using? Yeah, so to be honest, this, this past year was the first year I got into saddle hunting. And um, I kind of financially, um, family was priority this year, um, you know, with some ventures and things like that. Um, that my family and I were, were involved in and I didn't really have a ton of money to just drop on a bunch of like high grade platforms and saddles and whatnot. Um, but my buddy Eric over at Bowhunt Mass um, lent me his saddle, which was awesome. It was the predator. It was a, a predator saddle. Um, I loved it. Um, I really did like it a lot. I used a, I used a Hawk Apex um uh, platform 60 bucks. I, I bought that thing for, and I'll tell you right now for a $60 platform, the thing wasn't the best, but you know what? It held up all season for me. And, and I can, and I shot deer with that thing. You know, I shot deer right out of that platform. And, um, I was super, super, um, excited about, well, in the beginning, I wasn't that excited about getting into saddle hunting. I was actually kind of like against it. I didn't think I'd be good at it. I didn't think really anything of it, but I, you know, I sat in that, freaking saddle all summer in my backyard shooting my bow and i gotta say i i I don't i loved it man i absolutely loved um hunting out of a saddle um i think it's a great tool for the arsenal um and it just um i think i was in my saddle more than i was in a stand this year i truly enjoyed it uh it was a poor man setup uh but this year i'm getting into some good stuff i'm getting set up nice by matt over at uh vital ground outdoors um he has uh partnered with me and help me media my YouTube channel. Enough about I mean our relationship is growing. 
Uh, the trust factors through the roof. Of this year, and, and I'm very excited to uh, expand my arsenal, expand my tools, and, and have a little bit of more of an ease uh, getting to the tree and, and doing what I need to do to uh, hopefully be Matt successful. Matt is no stranger to the saddle cartel. He does a lot for us, and he's, he's definitely, he's he's on your guys that really work it out and make it happen. Um, he works very hard. Um, I, 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 if it wasn't for Matt, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at now, and I can say that with no hesitation. He he really got me going. He was a, my first contact for anyone saddle hunting that kept we kept talking and talking. Um, he's great. He does a lot for uh, donations, helping any anyone asks him for information or help. He's always there, which is great. And it's good to have someone like that around. Absolutely. I mean, this year, I, this year, I didn't look for sponsors this past season. I kind of wanted to make it a statement year for myself and. And really just focus on my family and my hunting and prioritizing filming and editing. Did work out. Um, I just wanted to make a statement here, man. It's, you know, um, I wanted to do the best I could do. And, and um, one of the conversations that me and Matt had before, um, you know, we were able to uh, work out a deal with, you know, Tall Pines Media bringing on Vital Grounds Outdoor for as our premier sponsor, not just a sponsor. They're, they're Matt and Vital Grounds is our premier sponsor for the 2024 season, and um, we're we're stoked about it. But one thing that um that that was a no brainer for me, other than the product and the the attention to detail that Matt has with his products, is we were talking for like two hours one night, and he straight up told me he goes, "Listen," he goes. I've been watching what you do in the past few years, he goes, but I needed to see for myself if you were able, if you were going to be success, if you were going to be able to be successful on a consistent basis. And um, I got to say, man, just the bluntness, the honesty, I, I love that stuff. I don't, I don't like smoking mirrors. I don't like having smoke blown up the rear. I like the honesty. And at that moment I was like, dude, you are the man. Like, I appreciate it. I appreciate you even watching and, you know, and, and, you know, believing in me and, you know, but he wanted to see, see for his own eyes. And I just think um, it, it kind of, it, it, it kind of meant the world to me. Cause that's kind of how I am too. Um, been through a lot the past couple of years with, um, you know, production companies and, you know, friends and losing friends and um, finding out, you know, who, who the real people are and, you know, having a small circle is, is, is more important than having, having a big circle, um, in life. So, um, it was a no brainer getting Matt on board. And, um, I'm just so thankful that, uh, he and, and the whole team at Vital Ground Outdoors, including yourself, um, have, have welcomed me, uh, with, with open arms. Yeah. He, I mean, definitely a straight shooter. He's going to tell it as it is, even if it's going to hurt your feelings, it, he, he's going to say it anyway. It needs to be said. So, yeah, he definitely, definitely great. Um, now, now that you're in a saddle, do you th- do you find the uh, the mobility for out of state? Do you think that's going to be your uh, main main tool now? Yeah, I think it's going to be a game changer, a hundred percent. I think, um, especially kind of you know upgrading. Um, you know, me and spoken and, and he's taking care of me um and he's 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 setting me up 
um, for the best uh, possible um, setup for success for me in 2024. So um, I got the right guy in my corner helping me out with that and with the saddle and the platform and the ropes and um, the Am Steel products and just everything, man. Like I just feel uh, I feel like I have a really good person in my corner, and um, I think the that setup, the uh, mobility of the saddle is definitely going to be um, a priority and a, and a game changer for 2024, especially going out of state. Yeah, that's like one of the things that I was, I've mentioned to people before about hunting is I ask them how much time they actually spend setting, going and setting up their stance and setting all their, you know, getting out there, doing their trimming, everything else. And they're like, well, we spent a lot, you know, days and days out there setting up our stance. I'm like, what if you didn't have to, what if you could spend that time scouting instead? I'm mm-hmm. like, and tagging the areas that you want to be in and not leaving a trace. Like, I I one stick personally, but you can go in after me. If there's no snow on the ground, you don't know where I've been. You're not going to find where I've been sitting, where I leave my sets or anything like that. So I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about things getting stolen from me in the woods either, um, which was always a thing for me before is leaving sticks. They'd be gone. Um, they just even on posted private property, I had cameras stolen. So this is nice for me because I spend my time scouting instead of spending days out there setting up. And it's usually in August when you're sweating balls out in the woods. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's kind of funny. Cause I was looking at old pictures the other day of, you know, when I first started out hunting and stuff and just to see the, the difference in like what I was using when I first started compared to like now it's, um, it, it's humbling, man. Like I was lugging around a damn like 60 pound freaking, stand man everywhere i went with crap sticks or i had a hand-me-down climber from my dad that the cables were ready to snap i mean uh it's it's just humbling it's it's kind of cool and i'm glad i'm glad it went that route i'm glad i didn't just jump into like the cream of the crop equipment because it showed me, you know, how much hard work goes into this stuff and it's not easy, you know, and you're going to truly love it and have a passion for it to, to, to make it worth, worth your while. Do you know what I mean? It's just, um, it's really cool to see, you know, where I am now in such short time, really, um, compared to where I was when I first started and, and just, just mentally and, um, you know, the maturity level has gone up, you know, I wish I knew a lot of things then that I know now, um, you know, um, I probably wouldn't have made a lot of mistakes with things, including other people and, um, you know, past friends and whatnot, but it is what it is, man. That's life. And we carry on and, uh, we learn from our mistakes and, and we get better, you know? Yeah. I find that people's growth is, is different. Like, I think if you had everything you have now, then your growth may have been a little bit different than you having to go through the lower end equipment, the making things happen, the, the getting out there. I mean, it's not like I, when it's given to you, I don't think it means as much as when you have to actually work for it. Yeah, it's so true. Um, it, it, it totally tests your your love and your passion for sure when you're doing something that you love, but it, it but it's also kind of a pain in the ass to do at the same time. Um, so yeah, I think I, I like the route I've gone. Um, I think I've been able to test myself, and I still test myself every day. I mean, hey man, just just this past year, I was still 
rocking, you know, old, old equipment. Like, I, you know, it's just, it's kind of what I do, man. I don't need the best of the best. I don't need the, the biggest brands in the world to, to bring me happiness and, and success. And I, and, you know, and I think I've proved that and, and I hope to continue to prove that year in, year out. Um, obviously this year I'm going to be using some great, great equipment, um, you know, with the, with the tethered setup from Matt and, and all of his Amsteel products from Vital Grounds and, you know, wearing camo with ASIO, uh, camo company, which I'm stoked about. Um, hopefully, you know, I don't know if this podcast is going to go out before the Great American Outdoor Show, but if you're you're down in Pennsylvania, I will be at the ASIO, the booth, so come say hi. Um, but I just think, um, I just think to, to become successful and, you know, truly truly understand where you came from you got to go through the crappy stages i i just i just i totally believe in that absolutely um now you are you a stick for you like climbing sticks in a platform i I do yep yep i i use sticks and i use sticks in a platform this year um as well as uh sticks in a stand whatever it may be depending on the um depending on the uh the spot i am in what i need to you know put myself in the best odds to be successful is, is, is the equipment I'll use. But yeah, this year, this year I used hunting beast sticks. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different ways of climbing now. That's part of why I ask is between guys using two sticks, three sticks with aiders or four sticks with no aiders, uh, one sticking SRT, DRT. I mean, there's so many different ways The two TC. I mean, you can go down a rabbit hole if you really want to, or you can just keep it just, very basic and get just get the job done yeah man my whole life i've just been a basic dude um i'm very basic with with my setups like i don't really get into the whole technicality of things at this stage in my my hunting career i think i'm still in the process of just trying to put myself in the best situations to be successful um you know i'm not really a big gearhead guy um i'm more or less you know if i have the right tools to get the job done then 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 i'm doing okay um I'm a big, I'm a big four stick guy, man. I still climb up the tree with four sticks. Um, I'll hang a stand or a hang on, you know, the day of, I will get my platform in the saddle like I did this past year. Um, and I can pretty much get set within like, I can probably get set up whether it's with a hang on stand or the saddle within like seven to 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I just moving sets around the past four years, nonstop, you know, early season, mid season, late season, week by week. I, I just, I've become pretty good. I feel like a monkey in the tree. <laughs> so, um, you know, and that's carrying around some, you know, some, some equipment that maybe not be that some people would be like, dude, you're using that for a mobile setup. You're crazy. But you know what? Hey, it works for me, man. Like I'm not, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have the like, you know, 1500 bucks to drop on a sweet setup yeah I'm, use I'm, I'm fortunate i'm fortunate enough this year where i'm gonna be in a sweet setup you know i'm gonna be using one sticks and and um you know the the the, the new um saddle setup from tethered and and the whole nine yards and and hopefully um some other gear too you know i'm gonna be i'm still gonna use stands man like there are some spots that i prefer you know to sit in a stand and um elevate has awesome stuff too um you know i I like their product even their sticks i don't think you can have too many of certain things you know what i mean so this year i'm gonna i'm gonna really um hone in on my gear my equipment and and just put myself in a position to succeed 
Yeah, I mean, you can't just limit yourself to one thing. I mean, um, yes, I pretty much solely saddle hunt um, just because all my stands, I have old Screaming Eagle stands, you know, heavy metal stands. I used to just padlock those out in the woods so I didn't have to carry them so far. But now I I like the light mobility of the one stick, and it's just what works for me. I also ground hunt. I also muzzle loader, and I also firearm. Um, and I'm a traditional archer. So if you're just limiting yourself to one thing, I find that you are limiting yourself completely in the field. I mean, different, ta- different tools for different jobs. That's what it, all these equipment's for. I agree. I mean, I've had, um, I've just had quite a few, like, really good mentors um, throughout my years hunting um, that have really taught me a lot. And, and they're all, they're all different in their own way. Um, so I try to take a little bit from everybody and, and put it into my own, you know, arsenal. And, and I try to be balanced. I try to be the most balanced hunter I can. If I have to go on the ground, I'll go on the ground. If, if I have to get in the saddle, I'll get in a saddle. If I want to sit in a stand, I'll sit in a stand. I don't think anybody should be, you know, locked into one specific thing because the woods is different every day and yep. you gotta be, you gotta be able to adapt day by day. And, um, you know, I'll tell you right now, man, I got, I got, a, I got one target book this year coming up that, um, you know, I, I may have to get on the ground to kill this deer. Um, they, there's really not many options from above from an aerial view. So, um, you know, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. Right. things change you know and um i'm kind of at the point now where i'm targeting deer and i'm trying to hunt deer not so much just finding terrain and hunting terrain and sign i'm finding a specific buck and i want to kill that specific buck i'm not just finding sign and saying oh i'm going to sit over this scrape or i'm going to sit over this rub i'm trying to find the deer first and then i'm diving into the the terrain and the habitat and and figuring out from there yeah Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about Fall Pines, how you got the name and, and what we should be looking for on it? Yeah. So Tall Pines Media, I just started it last year um, going into, I think it was like the summer of uh, 2023. Um, I wasn't even going to film last year. I, I didn't really have a lot of time to film um, or so I thought I got a new promotion at, um, at work. I became a Sergeant at the PD I work at. And, um, I didn't really know if the filming was going to be something I wanted to do, man. Um, ever since I started hunting, I've always been filming. I don't know what it's like to not film in a tree anymore. Um, I don't even know what it's like. So, um, going into this year, I was like, you know, maybe I'm just going to see what it's like not to film and not edit and not care what people think and not push any content and just kind of do me. So that was really, that was really my intentions going into the season. And then, um, you know, end of August, September, my son Beck, it was like, you know, Dada, I want you to film. I want you to film. I want, I want to watch with you. And, and um, it was, it was an easy decision at that point. I'm like, all right, you got a buddy, you know what I mean? I'm going to do anything for my son. And if it makes my son happy, it makes me happy. And I don't really care if anyone else likes what I push out. It's, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. It's not really for everybody. It's, it's there to, to be viewed. And, and I love the support and I thank everybody. And if I'm helping one person, that's great, but it's really an archive for me and my son and my dad, like I, like I stated, but, um, 
I decided to start Tall Pines Media, man. I mean, we're in we're in the Northeast. There's pine trees everywhere. I just figured it'd be kind of cool, and I like the name Tall Pines. And you don't see a lot of like hunting channels use the word media in their their name. And um, I just figured it'd be kind of cool and kind of different and modernized and and um, basic and simple. And that's what I wanted to do going into this season. Just be basic and simple. Um, you know, simple camera work, simple filming. Um, if I can get the shot on film, great. If I can't, oh, well, I, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I can deal with that in production. Um, yeah. I didn't want to go crazy with the editing. And um, I just wanted to push out, you know, as much as I could and just be authentic and unique. And and I think it's really, um, I think it's done well this year. I think um, just being a solo guy with the Tall Pines, uh, you know, I think, um I think it's 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 done everything that I wanted to do. Me and my son have been able to sit on the couch and watch these things. Me and my father have. My father's been able to see my progression as a hunter and an outdoorsman since the moment I met him um, going on five years ago. Um, so, yeah, I started Tall Pines Media, and um, actually Eric over at Bowhunt Mass made the logo for me. Um, he's been a great friend of mine, a huge mentor. Justin Barnes has been a huge mentor. Joey Saka. You know, Nate August has always been one of my top guys. You know, I'm friendly with Jake Bennett, too. And um, it's been really, um, it's just been great, man. Joe Hall, I, I could go on and on. I got a lot of mentors um, um, in a very small, tight circle. Um, I don't trust a lot of people, as I'm sure not a lot of people trust others anyway. But, yeah, that's kind of how we started Tall Pines Media. And it's, you know, it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a, taking a little traction taking a little traction it's 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 on its way and it's 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 pretty cool it's fun man it's 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 helped me meet a lot of different people in this industry that i never thought i'd be able to meet i mean i really like it i mean and i can i can really respect the archiving portion of it for you is your your kids are young right now and there's a lot they're not going to remember when they get older that you're you remember very vividly because for us it's not that long ago but they kids grow through so many changes and forget some of these things that they can go back and look at it and like yeah we did all this together and now that with reconnecting with your dad that these are things that because we all know we're not going to be here forever that there may be a day that they're back and you know looking these things over when we're gone yeah, you you know you hit you hit the nail right on the right on the head there, man, or the hammer on the nail right there. Um, I just you know I mean, on my YouTube channel, I mean the video of me killing a buck and my dad being there to experience it with me for the very first time and being all jacked up and cheering and crying and stuff like, you know, I I went twenty eight years of my life without knowing this man and. I mean, hey, I may not even get 28 years to know him, um, and that sucks. You know, that sucks to think, but I know I can look back and and I can watch that video, man, and just see how happy and proud he was of me. And you know, for anybody that you know, for all the all the negative you hear and the people that talk and the haters and the people that talk crap about what I do or what anybody does, who cares? It doesn't even matter what they say. All that matters is how you feel. And like that moment right there, I'll be able to have that in that archive on my YouTube channel for the rest of my life. And then I also have the first time I ever took Beckett hunting, you know, with and um you know with me you know to, to to try to get a deer like we still haven't we accomplished that this year but i have all those 
moments filmed and pictures are great man but being able to hear somebody's voice and to, to be able to hear their emotion in a, in a moment that is truly special um there is just no greater feeling um and call me crazy call me corny call me whatever you want to call me but um deep down the people that may, may think that's corny they know it's true um, yeah those special moments to be able to capture on a camera and, and it doesn't need to be a great camera, man. Like it could be a damn phone just to be able to have that moment. Uh, man, I, I watch those moments all the time, all the time. Yeah. I mean, for anyone that's saying anything negative, I mean, it's not, it's not their life. It's your life. They're watching. So it, they really don't have a say on how you live your life. It's and how you, what you're doing, you're recording. It's not like you're doing anything bad. You do yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. Like, um, yeah, there were there were some there were some instances this year where I wasn't able to get the actual kill shot on footage like that upsets some people. But you know what, man, dude, self filming ain't easy anyway. It's not right. easy. Um, it, it's hard for one. You got to deal with, you know, buck fever. You got to deal with your adrenaline. You got to deal with camera malfunctions, which I had a lot this year, especially with the dang GoPro. My GoPro is awful. It, it just was terrible. But there are a lot of things that can take place very quickly in a very stressful situation. And mind you, this past year was only my fourth year hunting. And, you know, I, I, I'm trying, but at the end of the day, man, I'm not going to give up an opportunity to shoot a big buck to try to get it on film or something like that. I feel like I tell stories good. I love storytelling, man. I love capturing B-roll. I love capturing, you know, moments and, and being able to tell a story. And I feel like, you know, it's not always about the kill shot, man. It's, it's also about the story and, and how you tell that story and what it means to you. So I don't really, you know, if I get something on, on film for a kill shot, I, I'm, I'm stoked. But it's not the end of the world. And you'll hear me say that over and over again in all my episodes Filming is not the priority, man. It is always the harvest. The harvest will always take precedent over filming all day. Now, just for our viewers, I mean, you've been in it, like you're saying, for five years hunting. Yes. How many bucks have you taken? Um, I have taken two, uh, two every single year um, leading up to this year with three. So what's that? Three, four, uh Two, four, six, eight. Uh, I've killed nine bucks. And just so, because I know a lot of these aren't going to show up for the photos, but these aren't small. These aren't spikes. These aren't little small basket sixes. These are very respectable deer that I've seen you take. And it's, it, it shows a lot. I mean, that's why I wanted you on here. I mean, for what you've done in the short amount of time you've been in the sport and your drive and your passion for what you're doing and bringing it to video and bringing your family along with it, it really is setting the right example for future hunters of what it means to be in the woods and to be a good outdoorsman and be a good person and to help others along rather than doing it for the video of saying, look what I did and you didn't type attitude. Correct. I think, um, you know, if, 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 if I can make my dad, my wife, my kids, even my dog super happy and, um, they see the joy in me and the happiness in me, then it's all about success. That's success right there in a nutshell. Um, I can't, you know, I just, I can't thank 
the the supporters and the the individuals that have become my friends um on social media and whatnot um throughout you know my my adventures so far people you know will dm me and say hey thanks for the motivation i got on the woods today because i saw your story and you're out there and you're grinding and um you know uh, it's it's kind of cool to see people actually soak in the stories and um and follow me on my journey because you know i i didn't really anticipate that happening i kind of just like i said i'm creating an archive for myself and i can't uh, just i can't I'm very thankful and I'm very humbled that, you know, people even enjoy watching my stuff or follow me or we become friends through it. It's, it's been really cool. And I tell every single person that, that, that sends me a DM and, um, there's a lot of people that will send me DMS, ask me questions in regards to scouting and you know what I look for. And Hey, can you look at my topo map? And I have, I get all the time in the world for everybody. Um, I'll never big league anybody. I'll because ne- I'm still learning. I'm still a beginner. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm that good. I want to be that good, but I don't think I'm that good yet. I'm just being me, and I'm having fun, and I'm doing what works for me. So I'm just very humbled, man. It's it's really been um, really quite the year, especially this year. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that you really you lead by example, not by excuses. And I've I've learned from someone else that I heard in a podcast that if something went wrong or something's not right, it's your fault. The, I used to do this hunting. It's like, Oh, you know, this happened. That's why it didn't happen. And it's, it's me. If I'm, if something's going to happen, I have to make it happen and not give a bunch of excuses. And you're out there just really grinding it out, showing how it's done, helping whoever along anyone that watches it, it's, they're going to see who you are. There's no making it up. Yeah. I just try to be as authentic as I can. I mean, I'm not out to half the time you'll watch me on my videos and stuff and you'll be like, dude, this guy is nuts. And it's just, man, I just take one take, dude. I don't, I'm not taking 30 takes of saying the same thing 30 times. I'm just talking. Um, and a lot of things, a lot of things I say, you know, to, to, a, to a, person that's been hunting for a long time it doesn't even make sense and it, it may not even be the right thing and and but i think that just shows my authenticity and i don't try to be anybody i'm not i'm just i'm still that dude i'm just still that fourth year going into my fifth year hunting i'm still learning you know what i mean and i feel like i feel like that's, i feel like that's also why why tall pines media has kind of taken off too is the fact that i can relate to a beginner hunter but i can also relate to um a hunter that takes it very serious Um, absolutely because i'm in that stage where i'm still learning and i completely um understand how hard of an industry this is to get into and to be liked and to be able to mentally not care what people think so i feel like i can relate to that young audience um and i'm still learning but i feel like i can also relate to the the guys that are that are gung ho and want to kill these big bucks and um, want to talk scouting all day and looking at topo maps and talking about, you know, stat um, strategic plans. And, you know, I feel like I can relate to them as well. So it's kind of cool how it's kind of taken off because I feel like I can hit a couple different targets, you know? Absolutely. Now here's a question. This is a little left field on this. Did you notice a difference when you were in a saddle shooting compared to in a stand? Did you have any trouble adjusting? Um, the hardest part was trying to get over to my weak side to shoot. Um, and I'll tell you right now, um, 
as uncomfortable as it was in the beginning. It, it, well, I wouldn't really say it was super uncomfortable. It was just more or less like, oh, man, these deer are going to see me getting over to that weak side and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. But I killed a big nanny doe. Uh, from the weak side of my saddle, no problem at 15 yards. Um, and I can say there's really not much difference. It's super comfortable. I'll be honest. I was comfortable in my. I'm a guy that sits long periods of time in the woods. I don't just go in the woods to sit for an hour. Um, I think I did an eight hour sit in a saddle in the pre- old older uh, predator saddle <coughs> this year. And um, I was super comfortable. So, nope, I, I, I think. Um, if you know your equipment, you uh, you practice in your equipment. I think it's going to be a pretty easy uh, easy thing to learn coming from a stand going to a saddle. And I don't think it's a. Uh, I was a big. I was a very much against saddles. I just didn't believe in them, and I thought it was crazy. And I was always talking about the diaper gang and whatnot. And and I'm actually proud to be in the diaper gang because I love it, man. I, I really do like the saddle. I I found that. It was easier for me, for me to be in alignment for my shot in a saddle than it was in a stand. Because I was so many times in a stand and, you know, there's three deer around. I got one looking at me and I'm trying to move as slow as possible. And I don't turn it. I didn't turn at the hips. My axis was off and I end up missing. Um, I found that with the saddle, I mean, gravity's keeping you in that alignment for your shot. Yeah, and I think it's trust in your equipment, right? Like, the more trust you have in your equipment, the more com- comfortable you're going to be in a saddle. Um, so I think that's super important, why practice makes perfect. Um, but for me, thinking outside the box, I like the fact of the saddle, you know, a little more than a stand because you actually look like you're a part of the tree more. You look like you're a branch coming off the trunk of the tree. I absolutely love that, man, because I'm getting, I'm trying to get as close to deer as I can. I'm, I don't sit over fields. I don't sit over food plots. That's just not my style. I don't, it's not my, it, it, it doesn't give me thrills. I like to get as close to bedding as I can, 75 to 85 yards outside of bedding, right in the staging area. So I feel sometimes in a stand, you look like, you just look like a lump in a tree, man. And, um, you know, the saddle, I, I think, definitely has some tactical advantage. We actually, I it, back in the day when I was bear hunting up in Canada, we used to have our stands, and we used to leave a big thing up in the stand. So they would used be used to seeing a big object up in the stand. And then when we were up there, we'd get rid of it, that they would still think that big bag was up there when it was us. Yep. But, yeah, I mean. I wish I had found it a long time ago. I really enjoy it. And it is nice to have multiple tools in your toolbox to get it done. Totally. Uh, so tall pines, we got a few things. I mean, I'm, I'm, I always, I'm going to be following you anyways, but now is there anything particular that might be coming this year that we should be on the watch for? I think you're just going to continue to see the, the authentic and um, simple and basic, um, content you know i'm um, i'm throwing in a lot more uh scouting videos um recently um which i think a lot of people are are enjoying as well i've been getting tremendous feedback with that um obviously with vital grounds we're going to be doing so i'll probably be doing some product reviews um as well but i think what, what what you see is what you're going to get um i'm not trying to reinvent the wheel whatsoever i'm just trying to be me and do what I love to do. And hopefully that shows in my work. Oh, it definitely does. 
Um, I've, I've gone through all the questions that I had down. You have anything else you want to touch on or. Oh man, we've, we've definitely hit a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, we've hit a lot, man. I, I can't really think of anything off the, the top of my head. I just, um, I just really want to relay to the, the, the beginner, the beginning, um, crew out there that is just getting into hunting or, um, even just getting into filming and whatnot. Um, don't worry about your audience. Um, it doesn't matter. Your audience doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, you got to just do what makes you happy, not what makes other people happy because making other people happy is not going to make you happy in the, in the long game. So, um, if you can mentally just grasp the fact that you're going to have people that disagree with everything you say, and you're going to have people that love everything you say, and you're going to have people that argue, but they still support you. Just make sure you're happy and you're doing what you love to do. Um, especially being a newbie getting into the, the industry, it's a tough industry to get into. Um, a lot of people are set in their ways. A lot of people don't like change. Um, and instead of the, instead of the, you know, I, I, I never even was really around in the hunting industry when it was, everyone was happy about you killing out a big deer. Now it's people are happy. People pretend to be happy and they, they talk behind your back cause they're jealous, <laughs> uh, you know, but I think uh, for, for the most part, just be happy, enjoy what you do and do it to the best of your abilities. And I think that's really the most important message I wanted to relay and, and do it with the people you love, do it with your friends, do it with the, your small circle of family, your small circle of friends, whatever it may be. And, and, and just don't lose hope in that. You know, I mean, it's very important to know who the true people are in your life and the, the people that you're wasting your time on. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I know I'll be following along and I hope other people follow along. And uh, I just want to say, I want to thank you very much for cutting out some time to sit on a podcast with me and just talk, but I, I really appreciate your time. Yeah. I'm, I'm humbled, man. I, I say it every podcast I get the opportunity to be on. I just, it, it's, it's very humbling to, to even be in the situation that I, that I am, you know, um, and I can't thank you enough. And I'm, I'm excited to work with you this year too, man, you know, through vital ground outdoors. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun and, and, um, I just, I can't wait, you know, I really can't. I'm hoping that this is going to be a great year. I am just looking forward to how things are going. I, I, I anticipate this year to be great and whether I'm successful or not, or I harvest anything it, that part of it is not my end goal. Anytime I hit the woods, um, but like I said, I want to thank you very much for cutting out some of your time and being on here with me and sharing your story and your passion. And, uh, I want to thank you very much and I hope you have a good night and we'll be seeing more of each other and hopefully have you back on here later. Absolutely, man. Any, anytime you want me on, I'd be, I'd be blessed and, uh, and excited to, to join you. I, I can't thank you enough. And, um, you know, to all, all the all the followers in the Saddle Cartel, um, uh, you can find me over at Ty Forbes Hunting on Instagram. Please, please follow me. I'll follow you back and reach out. And um, it's always fun to network. It is. I've, I've met so many people. It's amazing. And I, I don't have friends that I hang out with, but I have friends that I talk to every day. 
Absolutely. Man, some of my some of the people that I consider my best friends are people I've never met in person. Yep. Pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks again, Chris, man. Um, it's been a pleasure and I'm sure we'll be talking real soon. Thank you very much. You have a good night. You too, man.